Welcome to Journey to the Sunny Side, the podcast where we have thoughtful conversations to explore the science of habits, uncover the secrets to mindful living, and of course, inspire your own mindful drinking journey. This podcast is brought to you by Sunnyside, the number one alcohol moderation platform. And if you could benefit from drinking a bit less, head on over to sunnyside.co to get a free 15-day trial. I'm your host, Mike Hardenbrook, published author, neuroscience enthusiast, and habit change expert. Join us in this episode as Don Peasley takes us through his journey towards mindful drinking, demonstrating that even small adjustments can lead to significant change. Learn about how leveraging tools like the Sunnyside app can assist in setting realistic goals for long-term success. Whether you're looking to rethink your relationship with alcohol or seeking strategies to be more mindful, Dawn's practical approach provides valuable insights and actionable steps for anyone looking to make positive change. Okay, today I'm here with Don Peasley, and Don is actually a Sunny Side customer, and we love to hear from customers. So we're going to hear a little bit about his story, his experiences, and the results that he's achieved. But let's just start with some introductions. And Don, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to this journey of mindful, mindful drinking? Yeah. Um, well, first, thanks for having me on, Mike. I appreciate this. Um, and I'm glad it's a podcast format because I, I can go long on this and we don't have to worry about it. There's a lot of kind of background story on this. So first of all, again, Don Peasley, I'm sitting here outside of Detroit, Michigan, and I have been, um, I've been uh, a, a drinker since I was probably about 15 or 16 years old. And um, it was about a little less than two years ago. I had a confluence of things kind of come my way that 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 let me know it was time to start actually thinking about my drinking and 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 what that meant um a couple of things my my wife who i had been a long time caregiver with died uh, last year and um so that'll get your attention when you see somebody way too young to be to be leaving losing all those those years on the back end and being sick for as long as she was she lost a lot of time while she was here so that was a bit of a wake-up call um also i had some heart issues that popped up um, right about when she passed away. And I always told myself after these amazingly um, positive trips to the doctor's office that I was always one bad appointment away from making some changes in my life. And when you hear that you've got um, what I ended up having was AFib and that drinking is a contributing factor to heart issues and the cardiologists are saying you might want to think about your drinking. And that's another one. And then the other one's kind of a fun one. Um, my son and I were auditioning to be on um, The Amazing Race. And um, I don't think I was TV ready at the time. So uh, we, uh, we got a trainer, and a nutritionist to kind of give us some, some help in getting ready in case we ended up getting on the show, which we didn't, by the way, which is a whole other thing. But anyway, so you get all these things coming to you. And um, I had been really thinking about, okay, what, what changes are you going to make now? And um, I made a lot of changes at the same time. Um, again, working with a trainer, thinking about nutrition, um, focusing on how much sleep I get, all the steps that I get. But the one thing that that trainer wasn't responsible for was the drinking. And um, I actually got served an ad on Facebook, I think, um, and this notion of not quitting. And I've had a lot of friends who have had to make the decision um, over the years that they just, it was time. 
And I always wondered if it was going to be my time to quit. But the ad and the way Sunnyside positions it is um, moderation. You can change behaviors without having to quit and go completely um, dry. And it made sense to me. So I made the decision that this was something and this was a time that I needed to do. And the more you start thinking about how all these things come together, um, what you eat, how much you sleep, how much you work out, do you sit all day, do you move, how much do you drink, when do you drink, it's all mindfulness. Everything is a decision. And I think if I were to give, have to give this, like the, that elevator speech as to why Sunnyside works, if you stop for a second every time before you take a drink and think, is this what I should be doing? Is this when I should be doing it? Have I had enough? Is today a day where I take, a, take it easy on myself and don't put alcohol in my body? You start making decisions in a different way on all these levels, and you can do it with drinking. And I don't think I, I know, I never thought about, is there a way to behave differently with alcohol? It was either today I'm drinking, and if I'm drinking, it's go time. And um, I joked with Ian um, at Sunnyside when we met about um, spending 40 years as a mindless drinker. And um, I've spent the last year and a half as a mindful drinker, and the, the, the benefits are just amazing. That's such a great story. And I love to hear that. And it's true. You know, if you approach it sort of almost as like all the things that you were doing in your life to improve your health, you just took the same approach, kind of like a, learning a new habit and unlearning maybe ones that you no longer want to keep in your life. But take me back a little bit to that point when you decided to take some action, you know, before there was probably a point where you thought, well, maybe I'll stop altogether. And obviously that was not the route you took. So what was it between sort of those two choices about giving it up or taking an extended break or being mindful and reducing or cutting back? What was the, what was going through your mind that you just thought, yeah, this is, this is the way I want to go. Um, you know, that your life is just this accumulation of experiences and I think there were two conversations that I had had with different people that came into my head when I started to think that it was time. Um, several years ago, I was uh, doing a little therapy. And one of the things I asked the therapist to give me an honest assessment was, um, did she think I was an alcoholic? And she very quickly said no. And I was kind of surprised by that. Um, I was thinking she was about to break some news that I was, wasn't ready to hear. Um, she said, no, and I'll tell you why. Um, when you filled out your intake form, we asked about drug and alcohol use and all this other stuff. And she said, you didn't lie on your intake form. Um, it, that's, that's a good number of drinks you're having every week. And if you're an alcoholic, they always lie. And you didn't lie. And um, that always struck me as, okay, um, I'm not an alcoholic. But she did say that you have to think about your relationship with alcohol. And she just advised that. She goes, you got other things that we can work on. You're not an alcoholic. And, and I looked, okay, so I'm not an alcoholic, good. But she did tell me I have a relationship issue with, with the bottle. And so that was interesting. And then I was having a, a, a chat with a friend of mine who had a friend who had to go completely sober. And what he said was, you know, an alcoholic can go a couple of days without drinking. They can go four, five, six, seven days. It's once you start and the engine revs up and you get going and you don't stop. And the next thing you know, you've had eight to 10 drinks and you're a mess. Um, that conversation kind of was ringing in my head um, 
because it wasn't like I was drinking every day. It wasn't like I was getting drunk all the time. I just knew that I was not thinking it through. And so when you get into the app and the app says, let's come up with a plan, start with, tell us how much you drink. And I've, I've recommended this um, app to a lot of my friends and there isn't one of them who isn't shocked when they first put the number down. And then that first week of tracking and these numbers are just big. And, 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 and these are people with, with jobs and families and they're not alcoholics. They're, they just never really thought about it. And so, you know, the other part of this uh, equation for me is I teach yoga. So by day, I'm an advertising guy. I work in advertising. Um, but my side hustle uh, for the last six years has been teaching yoga. And it felt really inauthentic to be going in and standing in front of a room full of people. You know, some of them are there just for the workout. Some of them are there for the quiet, the heat, whatever they're there for. In a way, they're all there for something more than they know. And and for me to get up there and try to talk to people about using your breath to make better decisions, um, to calm yourself down, talking in mindfulness. And then there's this little monster that keeps getting out in me where once the party starts, it doesn't end until it ends. Um, and so I felt kind of inauthentic, too. And, um, you know, my, my, my friends in the, over the last year and a half since I, I, I started using the, the app. They're joking. They're, they noticed. They'll see this little move that I can tell you about. I don't know if we have to pay San Pellegrino now for this, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, I show up to your party and I'm generally going to bring a bottle of something. And it might be for you. It's probably for me because I have my own taste. Um, I still do that, but I also bring a six pack of bottled water and I'll put that someplace. And um, I'll make sure I'm alternating and slowing myself down. And um, it's just this, this ability that you, I never thought I had. I never thought I'm going to plan how much I'm going to drink. I'm going to plan when I'm going to drink. And the cool news is after a while, you don't even have to plan. It becomes natural. You, you start to cherish dry days. Like, oh, I know I'm not drinking for three days this week. I'm just going to go. I'm not even going to think about it. So you take it off the plate and then you just start to feel, hmm, my body really feels different when I give it a little bit of a rest. So once you get into it, it's less about the app and more about the behaviors that, that you've created. And it is noticeable. And, and again, my, my friends give me, give me stuff about it all the time. And I'm fine with it. That's, you know, they can joke all they want, but no one's carrying me home tonight. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to your point about, bringing that mindfulness to the drinking in the same way that we do with our diets. You know, most people, when they're told, Hey, you got to keep a food or a drink diary of like what liquids you're drinking, you know, water or soda or whatever. I think they're always shocked at the end of the week or two weeks of tracking that. Um, so I think bringing that mindfulness, why wouldn't you, if you're doing it in all other areas of your life, why wouldn't you bring it to other parts that affect your health, like drinking? And yeah. I totally identify with, the part about the yoga and feeling inauthentic because, you know, I had uh, a time in my life where the only way for me as an entrepreneur to shut down in the evening was to have wine. That was the time to quit. Yeah. But, but here I was giving advice for businesses and also I was healthy in all other ways. You know, I was always active and working out, but it felt inauthentic. It didn't align to the the version of myself that I saw, even though it wasn't to an extent where 
I guess you put a label on it, like, you know, uh, or, or have some sort of program that you need to get into. So I'm curious to know, so like, what does a healthy left lifestyle look like that still involves alcohol for you? Yeah. Um, I, 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 again, I look at the week ahead and I plan my workouts. I plan what I'm going to eat. Um, and in that, I, I also plan the nights that I'll be either out or I'll have um, friends over. And I'll know that if I don't protect some of those nights when I don't have any social commitments, like you said, coming home from work, advertising, you know, it's it, it's not the Mad Men days um, like it used to be, but there's almost a permission and an expectation that you could be out any night of the week at some event or just meeting up with colleagues at a pub. Um, and you just start to plan around that and say, this is what a healthy week is going to look like. And, and now I know that that also involves what nights are you going to take off? I mean, I had a, one, a friend I, I got on the app and he was really struggling and we, we sat last month and, um, it was a large amount, but what was happening is I looked at, he showed me his month of data and I go, let's start here. You had one dry day all last month. And this is a successful business owner. I don't know how he does it. Um, I said, why it's don't so, you? It's so much more common than people yeah. would think though. Yeah. You know, it is, I hear about it all the time and you think that, all right, I want to reduce or take a break or whatever your goal is. And you sort of think that, you're alone in this or different than people, but you would just be amazingly shocked at how common and people that you would never dream say, I actually want to cut back on my alcohol, have the same goal. Well, you talk about being authentic and people are like, why do you keep talking about this? Why would you go on a podcast and admit that you drank too much? Well, you know what? Everybody I know has, who drinks has had this conversation with me privately or we've had it openly in front of other people. Um, why do you think, you know, dry January is coming up? You know, people know this. And once you start talking about it, like I did with these friends that then said, tell me about the app and how could I get on it? You know, I just, again, back to this, this friend of mine, I said, think about giving yourself some dry days. Why don't, instead of you getting, getting on yourself for these large amounts, these, these you've blown past targets, why don't you say next week, I'm going to take two days off and see if you can stick to that. And, and, you know, he's working his way through that. And so, um, you know, that, that healthy health, it, it's a plan. And, and again, I don't think people think about planning their lives out. Um, I have a, a mentor, um, mystic actually, he, he's, he flies above all of us. And he's, he has said this thing about, and I apply it to a lot of things. You, you either design your life or it will get designed for you. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, maybe a lot of our lives have been designed by the very business that I'm in advertising or the entertainment industry, uh, where, Somebody's always got a drink in their hand. They used to always have a cigarette in their hands. And once that stopped, people stopped smoking. So I, I, we live in a drinking culture. Um, and that in a way, they've designed our lives for us. And if you think about it, and you can design a week at a time, and then you, you, you give yourself grace. Because, you know, there were days when, when I, I didn't hit the targets. You know, I, I went past them. I knew why. I talked about it. You get, you get a little nudge on the phone. 
and you think about why did I blow past it? What, what, what decision did I make that said today I had a plan and I went off of that plan? And then you move on. You give yourself a little grace and you move on. And, and it's a really, it's a really uh, unbelievably positive, fun journey, especially when you're talking to other people who have tried it and they're, they're sharing. I was in Vegas a year ago and I was just sitting at the bar and I had a, a drink limit set even for Vegas. Um, and a woman sat down next to me. We started talking. She was on the app and she had made the decision that since they were in Vegas, they weren't going to track. And I'm like, that's fine. I said, I'm going to go out tomorrow night um, with a friend and I'm going to blow past whatever limit I set. I know it, but at least I'm sitting here talking to a stranger about mindful drinking. And we were, we were having this really cool conversation. And then we went, went at our nights, you know? So it, I think that's the other thing is it doesn't feel so harsh when you try to you know, modify your behavior as opposed to, you know, just saying I'm done, I quit. And now I've got to um, go sit in a room full of people and talk about it. And for a lot of people, that's, that, there, there was no middle ground in my mind. You're either on or you're off. And this is a wonderful place to find yourself right in the middle. Very well said. I mean, I, I can feel that also in just the way things are moving and culturally speaking that, it's more accepted to do this thing. Like people don't question it. They don't automatically go, Oh, well he must have a problem or something like that. And yeah. I also think, you know, if you have, if you have that middle ground where you're just, you're on a reduction plan or <clears throat> that's your goal, there's not that dividing line between you and maybe the person next to you. Cause I think most people that drink, even if they haven't taken any action are, or have thought about maybe reducing their alcohol. And uh, so you said this thing about, you know, giving yourself grace the next day and, I, and moving past it in a positive way. And I think that that's really important. And you also mentioned things like, you know, sober October or dry January, where even, you know, quote unquote, normal drinkers have a really hard time getting to the backside of that in, in a successful way. How do you think? Or what do you think the big difference is for a positive outcome for what we're doing the dryish January versus going dry January and all or nothing kind of thing? Yeah. Um, look, any time anyone decides whether it's the dry January, sober October, if you make a decision that you're going to change your behavior, even if just for a month, it's at least that first level of awareness that I'm doing something for a reason. I think the thing that the difference dryish is uh, success is about sustainability and 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 consistency. And I know plenty of people who have had dry Januaries, and I'll see them, you know, staggering around a bar in April, um, or you know, blithering at a party in April, or Feb um, February first, Feb or February first, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I just, I think that, 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 okay, they, they've, they've, they've made an attempt, but they, they didn't sustain it. It wasn't something consistent. And what, what adding dry, Jan, dry ish January, you can partake in this national or global movement of, of dry January, but you're going to probably be more sustainable if the habits that you create are what you commit to long-term. If you're just taking a month off, great. 
But if you just go back to 12 months out of the year, mindlessly, you know, throwing booze in your face, then what did you get done? Okay, get ready for another dry January and then 11 months of being all over the place. And I never thought, I used to joke like dry January was stupid. Why wouldn't you pick February? Because it's a couple days shorter. Um, you know, but I never, I never tried it. Um, I'm going to have a dryish January because I made a decision almost two years ago that, you know, I, I know where I need to be. I, I know what I want to be. And, you know, I, my trainer tells me the average American between October one and January one is going to pick up 10 to 15 pounds. It just happens. It's, it's the holidays and I'm doing what I can. Um, to take the yoga classes, get to the gym. I'm watching what I eat as best I can. I'm going to pick up some pounds. I'm not, I don't have to like completely blow myself up because I'm not going to, I'm not going to gain 15 pounds. It's not going to happen. And I'm going to do it by making good decisions. I'm going to make good decisions with food. I'm going to make good decisions with booze and I'll get to January and I won't need to blow up everything. I won't need to fast or do something different. I just, I'll just recommit and not have all the distractions at the holidays um, that naturally are going to present and I'm going to have fun, but I'm going to get back to it. And, and I know I'm going to have a lot of drier days in January than I am having right now here in December. Um, it just, I know it, but if you have that, and, and then I know that that'll be my plan for the rest of the year, it's not good. I don't have to really throttle up or throttle down. I just need to dial it, dial it in, get back to being consistent, making sure, you know, my thing is, when I'm getting it right, I have more dry days per week than drinking days. So when I'm when I'm in a groove, I got four dry days in my pocket. Never drink on Sunday. That's the plan. Don't do it. Go into the week, you know, clean and feel good Monday morning. Um, and so I I'll, I I I don't need to blow anything up. I know what the plan is. I got it in my head. And again, that's the thing that didn't exist for the first you know, 40 plus years of, of my, my drinking career, there was no plan. There was no thought, uh, just go, go, go whenever it's made itself available. And that's, you know, that's it. And you got to have these, these, these strategies. I had a friend, we, we were at our, um, a company holiday party last week. And, um, this is a friend of mine. We've, we've thrown back plenty. And he, he came out to me and he said, Hey, I need you to be my accountability buddy tonight. And I go, what do you need? He goes, I want to stop at five drinks. I just, I want to have five drinks tonight. And he's not on the app, but he's heard me talk about it. And I go, okay, so how are we going to do this? He goes, I want you to check in on me. And so about every, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, I'd come over and go, what's your number? Two. Okay. Keep. And we, we drove home. Um, we had a DD that night and we were in the car and I go, how'd you do it? He goes, six. And I go, great. It wasn't 10. And you don't, yes. you, you're, 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 you did great. And he was, he was, he was happy and he got home and his wife was like, you know, giving him all kinds of credit. And it was just really, it was really cool. He, 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 he's seen me and he's seen me go way deep and he's seen me make a change. And I was really proud of him for, for making that change for himself. Oh, that's such a good story. And I think you really nailed it. Uh, maybe not even by on purpose, but when you were talking about, you know, going and in January, how you would get more dry, more dry days than you would, but you wouldn't even necessarily hold yourself to this strict regimen because it's not a one and done, you know, all or nothing thing in January in that it's a sustainable thing that you want to do all year long. So, yeah. and getting in January, you know, like 
it's all about just like you said, he got to uh, six, not five, but not ten. So that's a yeah. win. I think yeah. January, like let's say you get the January fifteenth, you have one, you go the rest of the month. Well, hey, that's a lot less than you probably did the month before, and, and it's still a win versus the other outcome, which would be an all or nothing thing. Well, you get two weeks in, you messed up. Well, I might as well throw the whole rest of the year out because I already broke my commitment. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you got to Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 finding. It's just finding a rhythm for it. And I'll tell you the other thing is with all the stuff I started with, you know, having to deal with some pretty significant grief. You know, losing my losing my mom or losing my, losing my wife, and um, you know, some of the, the hard issues that I had. Um. The, the, by by getting you know the drinking in check as a part of this kind of whole integrated health plan, and I, and I dropped like twenty five pounds um, last year. I um, I uh, I probably am in the best shape I've been in since my thirties, and I just I feel I feel better. Um, and so you that's the other thing is you if you if you maybe think instead of the drinking being something that's holding me back maybe it's your leader if you i, I knew my, my biggest issue wasn't the drinking but it was part of an overall kind of way I, I needed to make some change but if you're if the drinking is the number one thing you think this is what's holding me back so make that a leader show show yourself that you've got some discipline we all have a lot more discipline inside us than we think and if you can find that that little bit of discipline in that area of your life everything else can follow and so for me um my thing was just I, I never paid attention to what I ate. Um, I just whatever I wanted. I, I I was conscious of my weight, but I never really thought about what I was putting in my body. And with a nutrition plan, then that made me think about portions and composition. And that once I started thinking about that, the getting that get using and that there was an app for that. And then I mean we're in an age where technology is either killing us or helping us. And you gotta find the good stuff. There's a simple this app is so simple too. Just you know, logging in emojis every time you take a drink. That's kind of fun. Um, it's easy. And same thing with recording food. once you just make that little bit of extra effort, um, and it just it, it it wakes you up to how you're behaving. And again, this whole we get back to mindfulness versus mindlessness. And, um, you know, I tell my students, we're all one deep cycle of breath away from a better decision and then a better outcome. And there, there have been a few nights where I'm not supposed to be drinking. It's a dry night and I'm, something hits and I'm like, eh, I could make myself a nice martini right now. Take that deep breath, go grab a water and realize you had a plan. You made a commitment to yourself and hold yourself accountable. Don't be a baby, you know? Be oh, I love so, that. How, so tell me how the, how would the app have helped you in that moment? Well, if, get up and it's a dry day. I mean, and, and you know, it's a dry day and you know, you've made a plan. And because you've made that, do, do you really want to log a drink right now on a dry day? And, and you're going to get a little note back that says, you know, hey, this was supposed to be a dry, you're going to get a nudge for breaking the plan. And that's, so you've got this accountability system built in. And for me, like I felt, I would feel like I disappointed the app, you know, like that uh, on the front end, I was like, I'm going to disappoint somebody. But really what I was doing was I was holding myself accountable. And now it's, it's, I don't, I don't need 
to, to I don't need to tell anybody. I don't need to track. I, I, I know what I'm doing. And I know when I know when I'm on a plant. Like I said, I, last night, um, went and watched a football game with a friend. And my plan was a drink at the first half and a drink in the second half. And that's it. And stuck to the plan. That was it. And very easily could have been a halftime drink. You know, very easily could have been a post-game drink. No, you're getting one in the first half, one in the second half, and otherwise you're drinking your water. And it's just, it's it's a lot easier than I think going into it, it's kind of scary. I think it was for me. Um, but it, it, it once you get these little, you know, little cheats on how to be a mindful drinker, it, it's kind of cool. And people notice and you, and you can feel it. Yeah, I love. I want to hear a story about where you went to a social gathering or a party or something like that, where maybe it was a little bit challenging, but you came through on the other side the way that you had planned. Um, it happened just earlier this month, and it's a uh, it's a uh, holiday party I've gone to for fifteen years, best friends, and there there wasn't one time when I left that party, I think, um, three years ago, it's, it's a walkable distance home and I didn't want to wait for an Uber. I needed some fresh air and I staggered the half mile home. Um, this is a known time bomb for me. Just, it's going to be bad. And, um, I made a decision. I said, you're going, you're going to stick to a plan tonight and you're not going to have a number of drinks, but you will not get the next drink until this is gone. And so they have this uh, uh, bartender uh, helper who, who's been at the part, these parties. She's been there for all 15 years. She's their go-to. And I walked up and I said, Colleen, here's the deal. Here's a bottle of some really nice whiskey. It's mine and my friends. And don't give it to anybody else. Um, I said, and then here's a six pack of San Pellegrino. Don't give that to anybody else. When I ask you for that next drink, you ask me if I have my water. And she goes, okay, deal. And got done with the first one. Great. Went and grabbed a water and, and stuck to it. And every time I asked for a drink, Colleen said, did you have your water? And I'm like, here's my empty bottle to prove it. Now get me in. A, so, um, <laughs> and um, with about an hour to go, um, you know, we called an, an, an Uber, you know, we, but I could have driven home the half mile. could have walked home the half mile. I was, I was not, I, I, I had, I had a good time. I remember the whole night. I remember who I talked to. I remember what I talked about. Um, and I was not that guy at the party. There were, that guy was there. It wasn't me. Um, that's 15 years plus of the same party with the same outcomes, except for this year it was different. Oh, that's so good. I mean, I think we all have those parties where we just know that it's the one party that's probably going to get us for uh, for me it's thanksgiving time my my uh brothers uh in-laws all do this huge gathering and it's always a bottomless um you know bar set up and a lot of um rowdy people and yeah so i i just am envisioning the same sort of thing for yeah. you and you came out on the other side so that's one instance of you winning in a difficult situation, I'd be interested to know like where in this journey, where it started to click for you, where, <clears throat> where in this journey, it started to click for you. You started using Sunnyside. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you started being more mindful. Was there one instance where you went out and you said, huh, that wasn't as hard to change my habits in a way that I normally would have behaved differently use, because you started using Sunnyside and because you started being more mindful? Like, I, I don't think there was one instance or one moment. I think I, I'm going to go back to the dry days. Um, I've got a, a full bar right here in the house and it's got anything you need. And I've got beer and the beer and wine in the refrigerator and it's ready to go. When I started seeing that it was more common to have those four dry days a week without any impact. Um, I mean, I'm not going to the pub like I used to, but it's because of the food. It's not because of the drinking. I, I, I just, I can't eat that food anymore. It's just that it's just doesn't make me feel good. Um, except on days when I decide I want to have something like that. Um, so I think what, what to me is when it, I knew it was working, when it was really clicking and I was, I finally could say I'm a mindful drinker is when I kept looking and I'm at or below my drink targets and I've got those dry days, I'm stacking dry days. And that habit, like we talked about earlier of grabbing that glass of wine, cause it's easy. It's right there. And I didn't, I didn't take, you know, I didn't hide the booze on myself. I didn't remove things. It's sitting, it's all sitting right there. I can have it anytime I want. I live alone. Um, I was holding myself accountable with the help of the app to have those nights where no. And you know what? If, if you really want to have that drink, why don't you just go to bed? Because you, you know what you need probably more than that drink? You probably need some sleep. And um, so why don't you just go to bed instead of grabbing that drink at 10 o'clock at night that you don't need? So it wasn't, I don't, I, 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 and I will tell you if there were some instances, the nights when I didn't drink mindfully, and I still have them, there'll be those parties where I don't have a plan or I just decide, let it rip. It happens. And, um, you know, I have them and I don't think I've had many lately, but they happen. And then you wake up the next day, you go, so that's what it was like all the time. That's what I was doing all the time how are you still even alive right now? You know, how, 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 and, and again, I get back to in a way honoring my wife who had years taken away and I was giving away weekends, like going hard on Friday, going hard on Saturday and getting nothing done on Saturday and Sunday because I'm hung over. And it just, it seemed really um, thoughtless to keep going hard and, and giving away days instead of, waking up and saying, wow, I feel great. What am I going to get done today? Who am I going to interact with? Who can I help today? Um, and so it, that's when it all, to me, when it all started to come together, it was just having more and more, more and more days where I felt like myself and fewer and fewer days when I just was like, this isn't working. Yes. That's so introspective and also thoughtful and just to yourself and to your relationship that you had just, you know, holding it with reverence. Um, we talked about basically it taking to feel bad to to realize how good you felt. So with the mindful drinking, what are some of the benefits that you've had? Do you feel better health? Do you feel, do you have better sleep? Do you have more clarity? Do you, you know, maybe you could list off some of what have you, we talked about the journey to uh, getting a handle and, more moderation and more mindfulness. What are the benefits that you've seen? 
Well, you know, I mentioned the heart thing. Um, doctors would prefer I didn't drink at all. Um, that's not going to happen. But I know when I am in an elevated kind of social uh, period, I, I, I wear a Fitbit. I, I, I need to track some Mets just to make sure I know and I feel comfortable. I can watch my heart rate, my resting heart rate when I'm in one of these periods where I'm not having those dry days and it starts to rise, it goes up. And then when I go, okay, party boy, time to throttle back and get back into the game, you can watch it come right back down. I mean, the, the metrics are right there. I could track when I'm not behaving in a way that's consistent with my decision to want to live a long, long time and not do any more to my heart and than I've already than I've already done over the years. So, I mean, the, the data is right there, and I'm a data person. You know, I, 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 it's why these things work. It's why measurement works for me. Um, so I can tell you right now, my heart knows when I'm drinking mindfully. Literally, it tells me um, mm. my Fitbit, and and that to me is just, it's just amazing that that, that you can just take a look and go, okay, I, I, I need to have a, a cleaner week. Um, the sleep thing, yeah, I, I, I know it. And that, that was one of the big things, um, you know, living alone, coming home, um, and, or when I was a caregiver, you know, I'd, I'd put my wife to bed and that's like when at 10 o'clock, that's when my night started because I needed some time alone. And it was almost one for one, get her to bed, come downstairs, pour a drink, get on the computer, do whatever. And what was happening is then I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning, sitting in a chair with my neck like this and it hurt. And I was, and I had to go to work the next day. I had to be a caregiver the next day and that wasn't working. And I can probably count on one hand, the number of times this past year when I've woken up in a chair. And, um, that was another metric of just, yeah, put your butt in bed. Don't pour it. Just go to bed. So, Still working on the sleep. There's a lot of other um, things that keep me up at night beyond the booze. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the sleep was definitely definitely being impacted. And, and it, 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 you can definitely feel it the next day, too. So I think those, to me, those, those, are, those are benefits. And then it, it really is what you're capable of the next day. If, if, if I've got now a trainer and we've got a plan and I've committed that, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday is a workout day. It, and if I don't get it shut down the night before, how are you going to go in and, and, and exercise and get the most out of the time that you're exercising if you feel like crap going in? And that's how the thing starts to snowball. Because then, you know, you have too many drinks the night before, feel like crap the next day. You, you either don't go to the gym at all or you put in a, a half-assed effort. And then you come home, you feel like you're not great. So you maybe eat some stuff you shouldn't eat. Just it, it, you can either snowball or you can set a trajectory and and follow that that higher that higher trajectory. And that's again, that's 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 what this whole thing is all about, and it's working. Yeah, I mean, it affects one decision can affect a lot of different things. And you know, you got your heart rate, you got your days on fitness. And the other big metric is days in chair or nights in chair. Yeah, the nights in chair are way down. So those metrics are on the the right numbers (laughs) and you know you're on the right path. Yeah, yeah. Fitbit doesn't track nights in chair. Neck does. (laughs) No, so I'm interested to just know if you don't mind elaborating a little bit more about like your experience with Sunnyside 
What is your favorite feature that you found to be the most helpful for you? Um, the, the, the calendar planning tool, um, uh, to, to literally sitting down and you'll get a recommendation. You know, the app will say based on last week and your trend, here's what we think to be able to, to take that recommendation and then look at my calendar and, and say, look, I know last week, Thursday was a dry day, but I've got a client dinner and I'm going, I, there's no, uh, there's no intention there to say, I'm just going to tell my client, sorry, I can't drink tonight because it's dry day on my app. I'm not doing that, but say, okay, but Wednesday shift it around. And so I, when, when you set that total and then you, and you, you go for those dry days to be able to make a plan that comprehends if, if you don't have, I have a fairly consistent life, but things come up and I know it a far enough advance. I can set the plan to the reality of the week I'm about to have. Um, and that's that, I think that's the, 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 the planning feature. Once you set that plan, if you're, if you're a planner like me and you're, um, you have a little bit of discipline or maybe a lot, set the plan. And I'm a diver too, scuba diver. So, you know, you plan to dive, dive, plan, get back on the boat. That's, that's how it works. And I think about my drinking kind of like that. I'm going to set the plan. I'm going to drink to the plan. Um, and then I'm going to have a good week. It's that simple. So I, I love that calendar function. That's so good. That's so good. I love it. Um, if somebody was to ask you, hey, you know, Don, you're doing really good. I love, you know, the results. I can see a difference in you. I heard you talking about mindful drinking. How can I how can I get started with that? What would you answer that question? It, with? It, it's the same thing. I tell them, um, first of all, there's 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 only a couple types of drinkers out there. Um, one is the drinker that's very happy with the amount they drink and they, that doesn't say they drink a little or a lot they 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 they're right where they need to be and that's that's great if you're if you're if you if you're comfortable with your relationship with alcohol great um then there's those who are not comfortable but they decide not to do anything they they, they don't accept that they have the ability to change and so they just keep doing it that's that's mindless and then there's those who try and they know they've got an issue. They, they know they've got a relationship that they need to monitor and, and maybe change. And then they try. And those are the people, the ones that, that, that are at that point. You know, I got there. I had a heck of a lot going on all at once that pushed me into my point, my inflection point of needing to do something different. Um, however you get there, however a friend gets there, I think they know I'm the person to talk to. And, you know, I tell them, I have friends who have just said, that's it. I quit. And, and they've been successful. A lot of them have just done it. And that's impressive. Good for you. Um, but if that's not you, if that's just setting you up for failure, or you want to try something different, you really can change the way you behave. And then I get into my, you know, yoga teacher mode and just tell them that, that it all comes down to making choices. And in yoga, we make a decision to breathe differently. We take, make the decision to close our eyes and we start to feel the benefits. Then you start to move the body. Then the body can start to get into it. But really, if, if you get back to the basics, it's a moving meditation and it's learning how to slow things down with your breath and, and 
then start to truly feel what's going on. And so it gets a little weird for some people sometimes when I speak like this, but it, it just, there's this, this power that we have that we just give away um, to really make an impact. And if you're at that point, and if you think you've got a relationship with the bottle that you need, you do. If you're thinking about it, it's there. So now what are you going to do about it? And if you'd like to try something that worked for me and I'll be your accountability buddy, I, I offer this to anybody that I recommend the app to. Like, if you want to talk to me about it, your experience, call me. And I, I've had people call and, and talk about it, you know, and, and it's, it's just, it, that's, and, and I'm like this guy that just said, help me get get, get through a night. He's not, I don't think he's moderate, mindfully drinking today. I don't know what he's doing today. I just know he made a decision that on one night he wanted to have a different outcome. And so he behaved differently. And I was really proud of him. And we all have that ability to make that decision for a day or a week or a month or the rest of your life that you're going to behave differently. Um, and, and again, I'm not going to quit drinking. I love whiskey. I love martinis. Um, I'm not throwing the beer back because it's, it's, it, you know, I'm drinking a lot less beer. It's not on strategy for what I'm trying to get done health-wise. But I, um, I'll have some drinks tonight. My kid's coming in from, from New York. We're going to dinner. We'll have some drinks. It'll be fun. Um, but I know I'm going to put some dry days together next week, and, 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 and I'll have a fun holiday, um, and I'll keep it in check. And I'll, I'll, I got a 12-pack of these for the holidays, so. I got my I got my cheeks in place. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, uh, I love that it, you, you got a plan in place and. You've been just consistently improving and you got you're to a point that it just seems like you're very happy. Do you have a plan since plan is a big part of it, as you said? Is there a plan for 2024 that differs from 2023? Um. Yeah, I, 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 I do. So, um, I pick a word every year. I quit doing New Year's resolutions and I, uh, I picked a word this year was, was transition. And boy, was it, um, it, for me and for my kid and, and for it, this felt like a, a, a transition from who I was and I, I'm now going someplace. Um, I've, I, my word for next year is action. And, um, and you can put taking action or mindful action, however you want, but it's, it's action. And to the extent that when I do drink and on those days when, I, when I'm drinking more than, than maybe I should, that next day is not productive. It's not as productive. And so I think my thing for next year is I'm, I'm going to try to really have very few nights where I knowingly go deep and, and really just, it, I'm mindful because I'm saying, you know what, tonight, tonight, just let it rip. Mm -hmm. I know how, how tomorrow's going to go. I'm still making those decisions, you know, maybe once a month, maybe twice a month where I'm just like, it's part, I got a party I'm going to, I've, I've got an Uber, I'm staying over, I'm not dropped, and I just let it rip. And um, I don't think those days are really good for me. Never was, never will be. And so I think um, I'm going to be mindful with even the days when I know it, it's a, it has a potential. And I, and I have previously said, let's go. I'm going to really work on, on saying tonight, I'm, I'll put a limit 
and see if I can have just damn few of those just messing with my life. Because there's, there's still, I, I, I tell everybody, there's still that monster inside of me. He's there. And um, I want, whether it's the, the alcohol or whether it's the food or whether it's the sleeping, when I don't give myself the sleep, I want to see if I can be a little bit more consistent and not have a couple of, you know, blow up weekends, blow up nights and things like that. So try to make sure I, I'm not becoming this really, you know, mindful drinker for five, five days out of the, the, the week and then having a, a bumpy, bumpy weekend or something like that. So that, that, I think that's going to be the, the, the goal for, for this coming year. I think that's a great goal. I, you're becoming more and more self-aware. You know where maybe you've you've got you've improved greatly, and you're just going to continue to improve. You know, and that's what it's all about is growth. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this, and I laugh at myself in asking this because I feel like it's the laziest thing I could ask. But <laughs> is is there a question that I didn't ask you that you wish I would have, and why? Hmm. I think a great question would be, do you ever see yourself going back to the old version of you? Let's hear it. The answer is absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, On no level do I ever envision myself not taking my health as seriously as I do now. I don't envision me taking the Fitbit off and not worrying about steps um, or not getting that reminder that, you know, you only got five hours of sleep last night. That's why you feel like crap today. Um, Or going back to, you know, throwing down three or four beers um, every night just because I can. So this whole the whole approach and that is the approach i i'm, I'm going to take because you know i'm going to be 60 next year and uh i read a book when i was in my uh late 40s a friend gave it to me it's called younger next year and it debunks this mindset that americans have that you get to 50 and then it's just a linear progression to 80 when the body breaks and so every year you're just going to expect to get worse and worse and worse. And this book talked about it's a hockey stick. Yes, at 80, generally all of our bodies are going to break and there's nothing you can do about it. But if you concede your 50s, 60s, and 70s are a constant state of decline, nope. Think about the things that you can do to be healthier next year, not less healthy. And it's eat, sleep, drink, relationships, exercise. It's keeping your life full. And so I, I want to feel when I turn 60, like I, I just put in a decade where from 50 to 60, and if I stay on the path I'm on right now, I can guarantee you, and I, I remember my 50th birthday party and I remember what I was doing when I turned 50 and I remember what I was doing in my early 50s. And I can tell you right now, I'm healthier, a lot healthier at 60. And that's my plan is to stick it. I'll get to November. I'm going to turn 60 healthier than when I was 50. And then I'm going to figure out, now how do I get to 70 and feel that same way? And it's going to have to be more 
more of the good stuff and less of the things that hold me back. And if I, if I can continue with those moderation trends and focus in on the healthier stuff, who knows what set, what 70 looks like, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I at least got the first of the three decades of feeling younger next year. I, I got that one right. You got the right insights. I mean, you got the plan and the right mindset for success, you know, and I think, um, boy, and now I want to get that book because I'm not quite 50 yet, but send me your address. I'll, 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 I'll make it a, a, a Christmas gift. I'd love to see. Oh, you. that's um, very kind. I would definitely yeah. take you up on that. So yeah. thanks. Do it, do it. You know, and, and here's the other thing, and this is part of action. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, one of the things that happens to caregivers, um, you know, my wife had Huntington's disease and it is a long decline, 10, 20 years of just a steady decline. And as her frontline caregiver, uh, I got, a, I, I, I got, I got kicked out. I got kicked up pretty bad. It's, it's not easy. And I know the alcohol was part of that. It was, it was part of how I, I dealt with it. And you see it in other caregivers, whether they're dealing with Huntington's or dementia or cancer, just the whole caregiving journey is, um, is really something I'm, 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 I'm very sensitive about. And I, I'm trying to figure out if the thing I want to do is write a book about it. Um, and I don't know if I've got a book in me. I think I do. Um, you definitely do. <laughs> you definitely do. Um, and, and I, I don't want it to be a downer. I think a lot of caregiving books are really sad and, and there's, there's no, there's no brightness to them. And the thing that, and this is again, we're taking care of yourself. You know, everybody's got the, you know, put your air mask on first and you know, hold that whole plane metaphor. That's easy to say. That's one, that's like one thing. Um, but day in, day out, trying to find ways to keep yourself strong and not do the things that, that weaken you so that when, and caregiving always ends, there's, there's a point where you're no longer a caregiver and you want to be something on the other side of that journey that has life left in it. And, um, and even beyond that, the, if, if the book ever gets done, the cool thing is you develop some superhero powers through the caregiving journey that if you can get to the other side, you're actually grateful. Um, and it's a hard thing to process. And, and, and uh, I think it took me a while after my wife passed away for me to even start to understand the gift of being put in a very difficult situation and then what that can, can do for you and supposed to do to you. And so I want to make sure caregivers out there who are sitting around and not taking care of themselves, either with the food or smoking or drugs or alcohol, and it's heavy in this Huntington's community. Families get torn up. Um, and I've got a, a bracelet on right now. It's a Huntington's bracelet. Family is everything because it is a family disease, and it, it can rip apart families. And I've seen it happen. I didn't let it happen to mine. And I would like to help others not let whatever caregiving situation they're confronted with um, let them know there's 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 some nobility in what you're doing, and if you can get through to the other side, you're going to be a superhero. So yeah, I, I mean, I think in just listening to you first, I think you could definitely write this book in an angle that you that you would have liked to have had when you were going through those difficulties, and I think 
sometimes we have to go through some pretty dark things to really be able to come out with knowledge that can help other people. And I feel that from you. I feel like you have a lot of knowledge and I feel like you have a helping kind soul that that could give back. So I encourage you to write that book and you could give it your own unique spin. Maybe the parts that you didn't see in the other books uh, that you wish you would have, that should be in yours. Yeah. I've already got the website and the title. You ready? I'm ready. Yoga and martinis. (laughs) Love it. I said it, I said it to a woman um, who's a really good friend of mine and she's in the Huntington's community. And I said, uh, yoga and martinis saved my life. And she goes, I don't know about the martinis part, but I'm sure the yoga saved my life. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll agree on half of the book. Um, we've since had a few martinis together. So I think she, she understands the, the dynamic. Well, I think you got 50, 50, you'll draw them in from one or the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been incredible, Don. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience, your successes, your struggles. You know, you put yourself out there and we're vulnerable. And I, I really personally appreciate that. And I know that anyone that's going to hear this well as well. So thank you. Yeah. And for anybody who listens, um, if you're thinking about it, take action. And um, you'll be surprised at how much discipline you actually have inside of you. Amazing. Thanks. Thank you, Don. All right. Thanks, Mike. Take it easy. Have a great holiday. This podcast is brought to you by Sunnyside, the number one alcohol moderation platform, having helped hundreds of thousands of people cut out more than 13 million drinks since 2020. And in fact, an independent study showed that Sunnyside reduced alcohol consumption by an average of 30% in 90 days. And as one of our members shared, Sunnyside helps me stay mindful of my drinking habits. It's not super restrictive. So if I'm craving a glass of wine with dinner, I just track it and I move on with my week. If you could benefit from drinking a bit less and being more mindful of when and how much you drink, head on over to sunnyside.co to get a free 15-day trial. You'll get access to everything that we offer, including tracking and planning tools, coaching from our experts, a vibrant community of people just like you, and the motivation and advice to stay on track with your health goals, all with no pressure to quit. That's sunnyside.co.